Greetings, Cyberspace, and welcome to episode 168 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian and Angelo. Double NC is your home to Tech Tales and Paramount Primer. So, hi, Angelo. How are you? It is the first week of July. Yeah, happy 4th of July. Yes. Fireworks. That is definitely something that I celebrate on the regular. How did you know? Did you celebrate the uh, Canadian analogous of that? Did you celebrate Canada Day? Apart from having the day off and having a few people over, we, it wasn't specifically a Canada Day celebration. Are you like a big patriotic person? You don't strike me as particularly patriotic. No. That's good. No, I, That's good. I, I'm, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I live here. I agree. It's all good. I agree. I think it's similar to the discussion we had about sports teams, right? Yeah. EA Sports. Oh, your door's slowly opening by itself, but there's no other human Hold there. on. It's because... I believe it could be your cat. It is the cat. She is joining me. I put down a, a Walmart order box next to me. Well, I bought me grab her. Say hi to the are we gonna are we gonna have to make a guest page for her now? No, no, no. What's up, young lady? She uh she loves to hang. Okay, enough. Enough out of you. There you go. She loves to hang. Meanwhile, she's scratching Brian's eyes out. No, because she wants to sit. That's the problem. She wants to okay. sit somewhere. Um yeah. so yes, I apologize for the intrusion. This cat wants to hang, it's fine. It would have been way cooler if there was like a Mothman that opened your door or an alien. <laughs> or, or I like the alien or like a ghost. I would love it to like a good ghost, an apparition. Yeah, a ghost, you couldn't see them. Uh, depends how translucent they are, right? There's different yeah. kinds of ghosts. We haven't talked about ghosts in a while. So I, should, this is uh, something that I wanted that. to talk to you about is that we, we for the last month or so when we were doing episodes, it's mostly like updates about the UAP UFO culture itself and less about, um, can you hear her going off? Yes. Yeah, I hear her. She is playing with paper. She loves a good paper stack. Um, Are you going to keep all this? Oh, in? I absolutely am. It's loosey goosey. It's uh, what is it? We called it summer camp hours or whatever last year. Yeah. All right. You're done. You're done. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk to you because of the fact that I feel like we've done more about um, uh, current events and culture and less about like specific stories themselves and interesting cases that we can we can dive into, um, especially in the paranormal section. Right. So. Yeah. And the thing is, this is what's happening at the time. Right. Like. Our interests right now are with the whole community of the UAP because of the the weird characters that are in it. Should we do like, a flip-flop? I think we, we're doing an on-the-fly audible flip-flop here. We're going to talk about the paranormal stuff first. Let's do that then. Oh, wow. Hey, why not? Listen, it okay. only took us, what, 168 episodes in? But like Not counting guest episodes because sometimes we do a flip-flop there. But uh, yeah, there's been a lot going on in the last week. Uh, a lot of hilarious stuff. A lot of sad stuff. A lot of... Uh, you know, things that happen when something uh, is successful and then repeatable, right? And I'm, of course, talking about a Netflix-backed trailer um, just dropped for a, a a special, I think, right? Is it a special or series? I couldn't tell if it was episodes or not. Uh, let me see. I think it's a series. Okay, yeah. I figured it was going to be that. Um, but it's called Top Secret UFO Projects, colon, declassified. And uh, some really interesting choices. They show the uh, debunked alien autopsy uh, video. Um, like and I don't know the, the reason why they're showing that, though. It could just be to say, look, this is how good the fakes can be. Oh, you think so? That's really interesting. Uh, I hope so. Because no. if, if they if they start off the bat with that being some sort of real footage, uh, it's a no-go for me. Well, to me, I think that if they show that, um, because none, nowhere in the trailer uh, is that uh, your line of thinking um, uh, suggested. No, I think this is going to be a true believer, like almost uh, funded by Stephen Greer type thing. <laughs> I agree. I'm curious to know if this is, uh, I feel like this is one of those things that was created by an independent production house and then purchased by Netflix, which seems to be the case for a lot of their stuff that they then rebrand as a Netflix um, uh, uh, property, right? Especially on the yeah. documentary side of things. 
yeah oh yeah definitely and it does worry me that it's it's going to be one of those uh what what are the i can't even think of all the, the names of the crappy ufo things that have come out like uh what's the one by greer expedience experience <laughs> unacknowledged what's it called unacknowledged unacknowledged i can never remember what it's called <laughs> Close encounters of the fifth kind. Um, basically, yeah. uh, uh, all those are terrible. Any sort of like pivot on the word classified or declassified or, or debunked or like uh, uh, explored, right? Pretty much. Uh, didn't he, that's the one he spent a lot of money to rent that weird uh, white room that he was in. <laughs> yes, which uh, like that, that was the most expensive part of the of the whole documentary. Also, probably some of the music licensing. Yeah, all that Blink One Eighty Two music. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, once again, uh, this seems to be a property that was like created independently by a production company, um, shopping it around. Netflix bought it because clearly, um, and uh, so the whole reason I'm bringing this up is not because like it's it's a moment of fact. It seems kind of like ho hum. I don't know about you, but I see George Knapp and I just I shrug. Oh, it's going to be another one of these uh, Netflix documentaries that I get 10, 15 minutes into and I just shut off. I've been starting to do that a lot more lately where... Oh, you've become discernible. I realize my, my time is precious. <laughs> and if I start something, it doesn't mean I have to finish it. Uh, just an example. I, I went all the way into like six and a half seasons. No, seven and a half seasons of True Blood. And the seventh season is so bad that I just gave How up many on seasons the last are five there? or six episodes. Seven seasons. You didn't want to just stick to the end, just be like, all right, I'm done now? I tried, and I'm, I just could not bring myself to watch it. It was so boring. I recently, like as in like yesterday, was talking about Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, is that any good? No. So, oh, okay, okay, so there are like three decent seasons, and then there's a, 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 a plot halfway through the third or the beginning of the fourth that is just like so stupid and bonkers that you basically lose all faith in the show, and that continues onwards until season seven. Is it UFOs? No, it is much stupider. I did, like it was spoiler warning, I guess, for a show that's like a decade old now. But like, so the biker gang, like the main guy, his kids get stolen by like uh, an Irish uh, uh, contingent of like the organization that like they've pissed off, and so they have to smuggle themselves and their bikes into Ireland to retrieve the child. And, and their bikes, like, is there like something special about them? Do they transform? They just need them. They just need them. Okay, they couldn't just buy bikes just the in Ireland. Stupidest thing after oh, that. I, you know. They don't like the bikes in Ireland because they have the, like they it's have the, the steering wheel on the wrong side, right? <laughs> also, it's a kilometer per hour's like <laughs> the speedometer handlebars. Yeah, so they they can't deal with. But that. all that to say, like, uh, so I've been seeing this like certain line of thinking on Twitter and as well as on like obviously like Reddit because I feel like <laughs> there's no discernment on Reddit, right? Like it's just no. So a lot it's like of a fire hose. A lot of people were saying like, oh, this is just part of drip disclosure, and I'm like, no. This is clearly um, someone seeing a niche and an exploitable opportunity for them to turn um, a subject matter that they're interested in into dollars, which is probably what this production company did. It has nothing to do with, uh, uh, you know, a black budget <laughs> operation funding fake uh, UFO uh, documentaries. Uh, that's like a little too far-fetched, even for me. Yeah, and Ike... I... I was reading about Corbell and his friends and all, all those like grifters. And doesn't it like kind of make you think of like a schoolyard where it's like, in this case, I, I put this example in the notes, but I said, it's like, you know, 
the, all the research are the, like the, oh, my uncle who works at DARPA told me there's something special, but he can't tell me about this, but I know there's something really, really happening. My favorite is and also like, it's, it's on its way. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. And then it comes. And it's like, we were laughing about the idea of this Corbell thing that he was discussing in this more recent video that was like, you know, an atomic disclosure. And the video is just more shaky cam footage from 2019 that like, looked like it was shot on consumer grade home video. Like literally, it's, like it, you can almost see scan lines. It's infuriating to see the garbage they're trying to show that is proof of UFOs, these videos, and the ones uh, Louis Elizondo has, and he, we know he, he can't show them, but he knows he's seen them, there's something. It's, it's, it's like that cliffhanger. It's like a constant cliffhanger that makes you want to keep tuning in to the next episode. Well, it's 1966 Batman, complete with the sound effects. Oh, yeah. Same, <laughs> same UAP channel. Same UAP, same UAP time. Yeah. Which I just, I think we've just landed on the, the name of our episode right there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, uh, Jeremy Corbell and his ilk are very tiring. And um, I think we were talking about this last week, but like, is he the useful idiot or is he like actively grifting? And I think he is once again actively grifting, right? So yeah, they just put out cl- clickbait and they just want you to get... It works. Like at this it's point... It's cloud chasing. It, yeah. It's well, that's the cloud thing. chasing. At this point, you know, they've always wanted to make money, right? Like even going back to like the Guardian case with uh, i can't remember the the ufo hunter's name what's his name which one the guy who came wexler an interesting wexler. Last name. wexler yeah and like he wanted to make money but back then it's not like he could put something up on youtube and at least make some passive income with the clicks and stuff that he would get in the views uh, he tried to write books he tried to do shows now it's easier for these guys to you know get on youtube and Maybe if, you know, if, if something goes viral and they get a few million views, that's some money in the bank for them. More than they'd get from some self-published garbage book. Yes. Well, I mean, you, you published the book after the YouTube fame, right? Well, that's it. So then they would get some more money from that. And maybe put out another garbage documentary where you seem so self-serious that I just want to lose my mind. Yeah. Also, you're so invested in the narrative, right? Like talking about last week, we talked about documentaries. Um, so I linked you to a Reddit thread that is very clearly closely linked to what we're talking about. Until the fact that people laughed at UFO communities for eight years is because of people like Corbell changed my mind. Um, yeah, he's, uh, this guy's not wrong at all. I was doing some digging cause I saw a comment that was really interesting to me that suggested that, um, Corbell's, um, uh, either like a landlord or like he, he's big in real estate, which is where, uh, most of his funds come from. And I've done some cursory research into that. Can't find anything, but if that's the case, then like clearly he's just diversifying his portfolio. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's not even his real name. It, maybe he's a disinformation agent. <laughs> no, it's it seems to be his real name. I've done I, that much. Like, there is a a, uh, f- a digital footprint long enough and and uh, <laughs> old enough that like it's clearly him. It's just this this landlord thing has got me going now. You think? I don't know. I'm interested. And once again, this is all legend, right? But I'm just I'm kind of super curious if that's the case. That like, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to depend on this, but like, it's good to you know build your portfolio out just by diversifying away from from this, right? And he's also a self-described artist. Is he somebody you'd want to have on the show to just pick his brain about I would why, absolutely, how he I'd thinks love, like this? I'd love to talk to him. I feel like people have... Do you think he'd come on after me making fun of his horrible documentaries? I'm curious to see how he would rise to the occasion and defend himself. And um, knowing that like, I'm willing to listen to intelligent commentary, I'm not going to shut anyone down. But at the same time, like, I don't know if he can muster the fact that we and I would come at him from a specific angle and expect interesting, uh, non-bloviated responses. Or people that just are psychophants and agree with him. 
Yeah, and it's also funny uh, reading Reddit threads like this where it's just like, you know, you could tell like, uh, you know, newer fans from older fans, this is all cyclical and you and I have, have agreed with this, but it's just, it's funny to watch the fighting going on. Yeah, they, you know, they uh, it all starts in 2017 for them. They haven't heard anything else. User I am Boric says, a bunch of crybabies, what have you ever done to forward disclosure? Nothing, all caps. What have you done, Angelo? Well, what have you done for personal as much as Jeremy Corbell because he's done nothing? Look, and Stephen Bassett, right? Like what, two thousand six that uh, press club meeting where he disclosure was imminent. Well, no, like we go we, come. E- even further than that, right? Like the original press club one from like two thousand disclosure was imminent. Oh, was that early? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, it's been twenty. It was during 20 the, like years. the Clinton administration? And well, early Bush. Yeah, because Bush was started in two thousand one, right? So two thousand would have been Clinton. Yes. Well, I guess, yeah, technically, yes. I apologize. Like, so in between, yeah, because Podesta was working for Clinton. Yes. I wish we could see his emails, Brian. <laughs> if only there's a way. We need to figure it out. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like you and I need to give, like, is this the natural break we need? And then, like, next episode, we come back and, like, do, like, a throwback or something that has nothing to do with this, unless, like, something really we need to, yeah. stupid and apocalyptic happening. Because I feel like we're beating a literal dead gray alien. Yeah, I know. I can, can we just do a final. Not necessarily a list, but just a few names of who we feel is helping and who we feel is hindering. Are we talking about like public figures or like people? Pu- okay, people in the, in the UFO field, right? Like it could be a skeptic like McWest. It could be a true de- like believer grifter like uh, like Stephen Greer. So I think let's do the right. grifter list first, like Stephen Greer, Jeremy Corbell, for sure. Bob Lazar, George. Knapp. Bob Lazar, like he, does he even count? At this point, I think he is. I think he's still very much part of the popular conversation that people use because they point to his um, his narrative and the facts that he purports to have as like a testament to uh, a large star cover up. Every single time there is a large scale fight on one of these platforms, Lazar gets brought up. It's like the it's like the weird what is it like the Hitler rule? Like what is it? Uh, rule thirty something? No, it's not rule thirty one. It's not thirty four. No, no, That's 34 the, the, is everything is on the internet. No, but well, yeah, everything the is on the internet room. and everything is adult. Every, yeah. if, there, if it exists, there's an adult version of it. Yes, true. Why am I blanking on this? My brain is mush. Can you tell I've switched medications? Maybe. Is there a motorcycle in your room? No, it's in front. So I, I podcast from the front room, and sometimes people love to park their motorcycles right in front of my window. It's funny because my, my dishwasher was going. Okay, and looking up internet Hitler rule. Godwin's Law. There we go. Thank you. I knew and it was he, someone's he's name. Fr- he's a wired writer, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, from like, a, like this is, like a, what, 25 years ago? Yeah, so you'll have to put some uh, fun music while we look it up. and. Uh, well, we'll see how I feel about that. Uh, okay. uh, Tom DeLong, right? Because he kind of got the ball rolling a lot of this. Okay, so right now we have, well, definitely Stephen Greer's up there. Yes. As, like, top grifter, I'd say. Like, yeah. he's... Because he actually makes decent money from his garbage apps and bringing people out into so the I'm desert. So I'm curious. I also, he has like that d- hot Demi Lovato money. I also saw something that someone had said that he makes people sign NDAs when they do their, their weekend trips. So I'm kind of curious about that. What did you... Like NDAs? So you think like Demi Lovato had to sign an NDA? No, like going out into the field? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I feel like podcasters... Huh. I feel like certain podcasters are on the other side of things, right? There are some good... Yeah, really good podcasters that make... They try to look at this objectively as much as possible. Like Zach from from Project Human, right? Yeah, I mean, it's is it unf- like we we like Zach? He's been on our show. It's, uh, we have a bit of a bias there, but we do, but we don't. Uh, but yeah. I think we, we were attracted to him because of the fact that he is very, very, very um, um, straight in certain he's, ways. He, he's so open minded. 
but not like they say open-minded enough that his brains fell out because he'll think he look he he was very clear to disagree with Stephen Bassett on his episode yeah um which I I appreciated right I I thought that was a good yeah because like the stuff Bassett was saying sometimes was uh borderline getting on my nerves and he's the good Stephen exactly um yeah like people like him uh Chris Cogswell like I feel like they're doing a lot of like the important um, uh, question asking both on their podcast as well as on social media, right? So I feel like, like, and, and then, I, yeah. you know, pre Project Human watching Zach fight people for like what, like three years now yeah. on Twitter about UFO stuff has been like such a great. We should have him back on actually. I'm going to, I'm going to DM what? him and see if he yeah, wants to come on because he still Maybe owes us, he still owes us ghost stories. Remember last time he was on, he, he, had, he oh, said he had a, a series of ghost stories. I'm very curious about that. Um, I mean, not that we want to keep like talking about our friends, but Rob has one of the best shows to like look at actual good cases instead of the more recent garbage. Yes. So basically, we're just making a friends club now. Yeah. Okay. So who, <laughs> who to you, apart from podcasters, is like, like doing a good job? Like Harry Reid, right? He's just doing his job. Harry Reid, <laughs> I guess. I mean, is he retired at this point? Uh, I, yeah, I think he is retired, but like post, but like pre this, right? Yeah. Um, would Mick West be considered a podcaster? I, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. So I, I like him because, uh, I mean, yes, he's a debunker, but he's a good debunker. Oh, related to all of this, though, speaking of like people that we like big up and stuff, have you, did you watch Neil deGrasse Tyson's meltdown on Twitter the other day? He had, no, I didn't know he had a meltdown because I like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Do, do you really? Not. What? Oh, huge surprise there. Well, what, what did he, what did he melt down about? Uh, about UFOs. Hold on. I got to pull this up. Um, I mean, I think what frustrates him is that the jump people make to go from unknown to, well, it's got to be aliens because we can't figure out what we're seeing. Oh, yeah. He's been going off here. I didn't even see most of these, unfortunately. He just, here, I mean, I'm going to show you. You need to visit his uh, okay. his Twitter me his, link. His, his Twitter profile from like the last week or so. Um, I didn't realize it was this deep because I'm not subscribed to him because I... I'm not a sheep. A sample one. If I were abducted by space aliens, capital S, capital A, the first thing I'd ask is whether they came from a planet where fellow aliens also deny science. But he, look, he's right, though. No, the, I know. The but there's for aliens on our, like the, you know, all the, all the cell phones that are there. Yeah, I know. Like the thing about if a UFO beams you up, steal a gizmo, he's been saying that for years, right? Um, it's not exactly easy to do that if they are actually being abducted. I don't think they are. I look. I'm totally in Neil deGrasse Tyson's camp, right? But like, no, he, I'm trying to find uh, the the most offensive tweet where he said that, like, uh, you know, it's like very, very selfish of us humans to think that aliens would want to visit us. But he's right. Is he though? I don't know. Like, why would they want to visit us? I mean, like, why not visit us? Right? Neither is a source I guess of, like, for some food or fuel, right? Oh, true. Eat us. I mean, they. The aliens are allergic to water. <laughs> That's they, only one they theory. Built, yeah, and they built the the pyramids. Yeah, he's he's he went off a lot. Like he did a lot of uh, alien stuff. Yeah, I've never cared for him. No, I like him, but that's okay. We agree to disagree. The only thing I agree with him is that he says more research needs to be done, which I agree with. Well, th- like that, but that that should go without saying. The thing is, is that some of these. Uh, grifters are saying that no it's it's you know it's done we know there's aliens we have it Luizondo told us they have it also the only thing so I, he's he's on the grifter list the only thing I really enjoyed oh Luizondo absolutely the only thing I enjoyed is at the end he did a he, of his like alien like like dumping is that he uh, gave a shout out to SETI 
Yeah, and see, so that's one of the things that bugged me when I heard Stephen Bassett talk on Zach's podcast is that he, like, you know, said said he was garbage, basically. Uh, yeah, which is like, no, I there's a time and a place for it, and I agree with uh, what they're doing. Does it harm anyone at the end of the day, right? Is it, what are you doing in forward disclosure? I'm letting them use my CPU. Yeah, and um, yeah, Seth Shostak, he's another one I like. A lot of UFO people hate him because he's, he's a debunker. But Well, he's very pragmatic. And all of the interviews I've heard where he talks about SETI and the importance of SETI, especially um, um, the ways in which they want to properly get evidence of, uh, you know, something beyond, you know, uh, uh, radio signals, right? I find yeah. it interesting. Uh, my friend and yours, uh, Carl Sagan. Oh, are we? We're going that far back. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, Philip J. Glass, class. <laughs> yeah, I, no. I couldn't find that episode that Rob was talking about. By the way, about uh, class being a good. You calling him a good man? Unfortunately, so I don't know where that. Yeah, was. he's a good it's, guy. It's, it's it's over there. Anyways, all that to say, I think we're gonna put this to bed unless something like truly like extraordinary happens in the coming weeks. I kind of want to get back to like the campfire style of like uh, um, telling stories and uh, looking into cases that interest us. Because I was just thinking, I watched the newest Conjuring movie a couple weeks ago, and I really enjoyed the episode we did um, uh, when you had seen the Conjuring too. Yeah, what have I seen? All the Conjuring's? Well, no, there's there, a, how many Conjuring's are there? There's three. The third one just came out, and there's like two Annabelle movies. Yeah, well, and is Annabelle a real thing too? Yeah, I, th- I mean they're haunted dolls. Yes. Okay, and I, I, who, who are the people in the Conjuring? I can't remember their names right now. <laughs> what are their names? I can't remember that. Like I know, I know who they are. They're the 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 psychic couple, right? But why can't they think of their names? I don't know, Angela. Are, are you thinking of uh, of uh... the characters, the main characters? Oh, I thought you meant the actors. And I was like, well, okay, you want to talk about no? The, Patrick Wilson Patrick is Wilson the actor. I can't. I can't remember the who does he play? I can't remember the name. The Warrens. The Warrens, yes, okay. I was, I was kind of letting you dangle for a bit. I don't know if you noticed. I was kind of letting you die on the vine a bit before answering. Yeah, thanks. Because it's so much but, easier to do that. Yeah, it was, it, it was annoying to watch that because I know they were, they were full of it. Yes, I mean, I mean, they have a very interesting approach, a singular approach to, to investigating stuff, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm watching um, an interesting show uh, that uh, falls into the paranormal. Cheers. That's American. Yeah, Cheers and American Horror Story. Oh, oh, you've, oh, you've restarted. So I watched the first one. I took a break. The first, uh, the first anthology, like it's an anthology, right? Like so, they're not. It's a lot of the same actors, but a completely different story. And now I'm watching the Asylum one, which is even better than the Murder House one. Right? Uh, did you know that there's the 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 first of three Fear Street are is out as of Friday? I need yeah. to watch that. What is that about? Do you know? I have no idea. I don't want to know. I'm gonna watch all three uh, movies together. Or no, I'm gonna watch them as they come out. So the first one's out. I gotta watch that. They're like every few weeks, right? Yes, yeah, um, and they're dated. Like I can't remember the first one. Was, I think it's nineteen eighty four or nineteen ninety six. Okay. I can't remember. It's a it's a year that exists. If only I had access to the internet and a machine that could tell me how to do this stuff and look it up. <laughs> and you just smashed into your microphone. I did. I'm getting very very like worked up. Um, well, I think I think maybe uh, you're so worked up. We should go into the. Uh, I was going to say paranormal section. <laughs> no, it is going to tech section. Angela, I'll see yeah. you on the uh, the tech side of things. For once here, uh, switch up episode one sixty eight. I'll see you there. All right, tech. When I befriended a group of aliens just three years ago, I was lost. Do you believe in a cool group of down-to-earth aliens who love to hang out, have fun, and have great ideas about what kind of food you can eat? No, that's crazy. Double density. Welcome back to Double Density, and for the first time ever, we're switching gears from the paranormal all the way to tech. Angelo, how are you doing? You did me a solid. Um, uh, last episode, we talked about how you have no idea where I live, right? 
vaguely. Yes, and somewhere so like, on the island of Montreal. And so once again, for the third uh, uh, for the third time in, in four years, I am going to visit your home because you did me a solid. Um, so in our episode with Rob, Rob was looking for headphones and you had suggested a pair that he'd bought and he'd loved. And I was like slowly thinking about that. I kept that in my, um, uh, in my Amazon, uh, like checkout bin just to remind myself to like that it's yeah. there. I wasn't going to order it from Amazon. It's just a good place to like have a short list of things that I wanted to order from. And you let me know they were half price at Costco and you picked me up a pair. Yeah, I, so I think these are the W3, the yeah, newest models are. of the W4, yeah. but I mean, they're so similar that it's considering how much you're saving. So I looked them up on Amazon. Even the W3s are 449 They're 449 or 469 depending. I think they jump back up to 469 And at Costco, I was there in person, and I think in person they were $10 less and they were 260 but I was able to pick you up a pair for 270 if you order online from Costco. I'll Costco likes you going into the store. Yeah, well, it saves them uh, warehouse stuff, right? Yeah. So, but in this case, I said, "Do you mind if I just order them?" And you're like, "Sure, I'm still saving a ton of money." I uh, I love this idea. I'm very looking forward to uh, exchanging goods and services. Well, I already paid you, so it's not that bad. You already, but yeah, I know. I, now I could just run I was, off. I was and, outside like, of the city, move. and you'd already paid me. I was out. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I had spent that. I've I, I told you this. I, I was out um, in the boonies uh, with people who have been fully vaccinated, and uh, um, I don't want to give too much of what they do, but suffice it to say that they. Um, uh, they are uh, uh, buyers and sellers of things, to wholly legal things, and uh, they visit- llamas. No, they the, uh, think think American pickers, alpacas. They visit garage sales and antique stores. Oh and wow, things. cool! And uh, they make quite a living uh, out of it, and it's super fascinating. I got to join um, one of them or two of them um, on a typical, and I, I do this every couple of years, but I join them for for a day's worth of stuff. And this stuff. Did you find the first model of NES? Remember that guy? No. <laughs> It's no. like, first, this Hold is on. the first, look, it's zero, zero, 001. Do you want to laugh? You so they were chiding me about um, uh, not having bought anything. And let me show you what I bought. Okay, hold on a sec. My wife asked me not to post this on Instagram because she doesn't want me to uh, to get judged by people. But Angelo, I bought this. So they were chiding me. Um, you have to break the ice. Usually if you buy something, uh, you'll find more things eventually. And they had both bought stuff. So I bought this for a quarter. Can you see what this is? Is that Baywatch? It is a Hooters. Hooters deck of cards that I bought for a quarter from. Are you going to do magic tricks No, now? sadly. From 2003. So if anyone wants them, let me know. I'll ship them out to you. Uh, I have these. I have no need for them. Oh, bicycle ones. Yeah, kind of standard. Would you like these? You know what? I will trade you these Hooter cards. You don't have to explain this to your wife and kids what they are. Oh, yeah. See, so you, can't, you can't do cool stuff. Oh, he's, he's leaning back. Yeah, I can I can cut them with one hand. That's pretty. That's oh no! Did you just you just screw that up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's it's not an awkward angle, but yeah, you can you cut them with one. hand. I could do this. This is cool. You can go, ah, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. You're like it's not perfect, but you're there. Almost. No, no, I know because it's at a weird angle. Yeah, yeah. like this, and I just drop them all on the floor. <laughs> now I have to bend over. Um, I want you to go ahead and check the our Skype chat, Angela, because I'm I'm calling it another audible. I'm showing you. Uh, a tweet I saw right before we started recording that just infuriated me. Um, speaking about uh, oh, exciting capitalism and buying things. Let's check that out. Rolling Stone on Twitter. Rolling Stone the magazine or the band? The the magazine. If you can't tell the difference by looking at the avatar, Angelo. So they're shilling air conditioners now? Yes. Are they like doing no, no, their but, own but, but, version of the wire cutter? No, but look at the way they framed it. As temperatures soar across the country... These air conditioner brands are going out, are selling out, but you can still find great deals while supplies last. 
hey, the planet's on fire <sighs> and we're running out of air conditioners, but you might be able to find a couple. That's just like saying, like, you can join the boat. You know, they're they're talking about the air conditioner selling out. So I see somebody else selling out over here. Am I right? <laughs> Are you talking about me? Am I right? No, I'm talking about Rolling Stone. Oh, yeah. Well, that I mean, SpawnCon for them has been a big thing. I also just want to send you a quick thing that uh, popped up. Um, so everyone's free favorite audio app uh, has updated its terms of service, which says limited types of personal data will be collected for legal enforcement and may be shared with government agencies or potential buyers. So Audacity uh, uh, seems to be in a bit of a kerfuffle. Uh, there's a dad joke here about them having the audacity to do this. <laughs> you know what? I will allow that. I will keep it in the show Thank you. because I think it is is perfectly on brand. But yeah, it seems to be that there's a larger issue with audacity and that like they, I don't know why they'd report you for legal things unless you're playing with copyrighted stuff, but it's not their place to judge. No, I mean, that's the whole point of an app like audacity is to democratize editing of audio. Like that was the whole point. I think they're missing the point now. Yeah. Um, so it's it's uh, it's possible possible spyware here, right? You think you think Audacity's turning into spyware? Well, they have new owners, right? So they got bought by someone named the Muse Group a couple of months ago. I liked some of their albums. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, the Muse Group has bought. Um, they're coming Audacity. quick, fast, and furious. These dad jokes tonight. Uh, speaking of that, have you seen F Nine yet? Sounds like a, it sounds like a follow up to Twister. <laughs> uh, I I I love that idea. But no, I have not. I've never actually. I I that's not true. I saw the first Fast and Furious in the movie theater many years ago. I want to say I, I saw the first one, and then I think like f- uh, like seven and eight in Hobbs and Shaw in theaters. I've seen a few. I, I there's a few I haven't seen. I didn't see the last Paul Walker Fast and Furious because oh. I didn't want to cry. Well, and, uh, but I why did would see you cry the Hobbs for a bad Shaw. man? What's that? Why would you cry for a bad man? He's bad? He So his most recent girlfriend before his death, he was 33. She was 16. The statute of, of legal limitation. No. Yes. The statute of like consensual relationships in California is 18. So he may have been doing something quite legal for two years before she was legal. Oh. Yes. Like, this is pretty, not to speak ill of the dead. No, though, but this but. is probably pretty widely known. Oh, that's awful. I know. I, I did watch... Um, Hobbs and Shaw. That's good. That was a fun movie. I, like, I want to think that the Idris Elba character in that is going to be the same thing. Uh, he's playing, portraying the same character in like Suicide Squad somehow. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, but yeah, that was a, that was like. So nothing, nothing's made you want to like 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 brave COVID, right? Like Black Widow's not speaking to you because to me, there's one there's one movie um, that I would brave COVID for to go see, and that is Boss Baby Two. Oh yeah, I'm going with the family. No, but I mean. Uh, Black Widow is going to be watched in my own house this Friday. That's right, because you're going to pay what? Is it is it thirty bucks in Canada too? Uh, Thirty three. Okay, that's not too bad. Considering that, no, it's wor- well, totally worth. I was about to say, considering that you you're going to watch it with like, your wife, I assume, and then like one kid. No, my daughter. Your daughter. Okay. Well, even yeah, that, my wife split, does not. You split two tickets. It's still a little bit more than each ticket. And that's not too bad. At all. It is when I go to the movie theater with just her to go watch a Marvel movie. Let's say, uh, it is way over thirty dollars. Does your right? son care at all? Or is he too young to care? No, I'm trying to get him to watch the Marvel. He's not too young because my daughter saw Guardians of the Galaxy when she was five and she loved it. Uh, he's not totally into it. No, he's he's uh, really into Pokemon right now. Well, that's good. Yeah, he he got uh, Let's Go Eevee and he's been playing. Oh, that. I had a chance to play the the newer Pokemon Snap a couple of days ago at, at said friend's place. Quite enjoyable. Yeah, hmm. maybe I'll get him that too one day. You could. It's uh, it, you know, it's point and click. It's fine. 
Yeah. In my mind, for some reason, my brain is broken. So I'm like, it feels like I'm playing Mist. <laughs> That's just where I go to automatically. Kids, let's tell you about Mist. Uh, but let us rewind back like several steps here to Audacity harvesting data. Uh, very interesting. Very problematic. Uh, I guess we'll have to let people know. All that to say, Audacity, a dumpster fire. Curious to see how this plays out. This is late breaking. Like we're recording on the 4th of July. Uh, Independence Day, happy Independence Day. Let's go knock down some more statues. I'm very pro that. I'm very burning uh, empty Catholic churches in Canada. I'm very pro that. Come at me. I don't give a... <laughs> <laughs> um, so now you haven't used Audacity in a while. You went from GarageBand and now are a logic boy. Like I'm a logic boy, yes. Speaking of logic, something wholly, totally illogical. Um, spending... Uh, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on graded video games, right? So this is a new racket, newish, let's say, of the last, like, it's it's uh, blown up in uh, popularity in the last, like, 18 months, two years. Um, so Heritage Auctions is the main place uh, for you to find a lot of these, like, higher-end video games that uh, water grades. And uh, I kind of find it really funny that you can now spend uh, the current bid on a 9.0 Legend of Zelda um, in shrink wrap is $110,000. Or rather, sorry, I should say 132 because there's a buyer's premium. Why is this copy of Zelda worth so much? Isn't it? Aren't there hundreds and like hundreds of thousands of these out in the wild at this point? There are, but it is shrink wrapped, right? You got to remember that. It is uh, it looks and it's early production apparently. Oh yeah, perfectly preserved, but even that, I don't know. And then we have to say this came to us via Alex. He sent these to us because he was listening to last week's episode where we talked about the uh, championship one, remember? Oh, yeah, the NES card, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, would you spend this much on, uh, on uh, like, a cart or uh, put a nice down payment on a house? I would buy three to four dolphins with this. For, like, your backyard? Yeah, for my non-existent backyard, yes. But it is, it is insane I, to me that a 9.0 Legend of Zelda uh, shrink wrap early production goes for $110,000. Sorry, $130,000. Now, 9.0 means the rating, like, how, how in the condition it's in? That's right. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of games on here, but, I mean, what? so... But it's, also, it's also imperfect. I remember stadium events. That's worth that much out of box? Uh, my friend yeah. had this game. So, can you zoom in on the Legend of Zelda? Yeah, hold on. Okay, so I want to show you a couple of things as to why I'm very bothered by this being a 9.0. Okay, go ahead. Okay, can you zoom into like 35%? And don't worry, folks, we'll include this in the show links. So you can go ahead and zoom in at home. Okay, I'm at 42%. Okay, so okay? if you look to the bottom and then the left of the crest, there's a huge crease on the box. There's creasing right above oh, yeah. the Zelda part. There's creasing on the front right spine... I don't understand how this is a 9.0. Oh, there's a lot of creasing. Look at that. Um, I'm very well attuned to this stuff because I uh, I don't buy them, but I'm very interested in graded comic books, which has been a long-standing thing, um, much longer I in terms of like popularity than these. And uh, you know, watching people grade things and understanding grading systems to me is is very interesting. Well, I was literally just talking about this with uh, I had I had guests over earlier today, and um, he was uh, going for the last time. Uh, they were here. Actually, he couldn't make it because he had to clean out his comic book collection. He was going... He didn't realize he had this many comics. He's going through 15,000 comics. Oof. And he has a few that, if he got graded, he's pretty sure would be like over $1,000. But 
he doesn't want to pay the money to have to get it graded because it'll cost him like a hundred. It's a hundred per, yeah, to get it slabbed. Sorry to use the terminology here, but uh, it's a hundred bucks per to get slabbed, right, and shipped back. Yeah, and there's all kinds of like add-ons you can have depending on what you're looking at. So CGC um, does a really interesting job of of that kind of thing. But then if you, of course, if you the other the other thing too is that if you look at the Wada one, right? So you show you showed me the Nintendo World Championships 1990 cart, which is rated an 8.0. Angela, go ahead and zoom in on this one, right? Going in. All right, um, zooming in, zooming in. Okay, so look right about the production number. So number 273, look at that, all that gray marking there, right? So this completely white label has been like completely dismerged. How is this an 8.0? I don't know. Do they compare it to other versions and they grade it based on no, that? No, it's, it's, it's irrespective. Okay. So it's all graded on its own, but uh, I, I don't want to get into this, but there's... There's a whole conspiracy theory that like WADA heritage, all of this is like, uh, you know, uh, run in conjunction, right? So it's better to grade something high and then like it sells for more. So everyone gets a larger chunk of the, the selling pie, right? Because any auction house takes a cut of, yeah, of the eventual percentage. This, it's not a flat rate. It's a cut. And then this person buys it and then it was bought with the idea that it's graded that much. If he ever wants to resell it and it gets regraded, it gets regraded lower. Yeah, it's a whole confusing mess of things. Um, everything's being graded Quite now. The racket. It's it, it is definitely racket. Something similar. Actually, I wanted to talk about this earlier. Is um, talking about Pokemon, but like there's been a boom in Pokemon card buying during the pandemic. And yeah, so, well, my son was actually telling me about how uh, there's a Charizard card that's worth a lot of money. Yes, so uh, uh, cards are not being graded, but there's a wait time of about six months. Eek. And uh, I've watched enough streamers, and I don't know why I enjoy learning about this. I have no interest in buying any of this. But um, um, uh, card placement, you know, if you look at, like, how the image is actually placed versus, like, the 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 alignment and things like that, it's very minute stuff that, like, changes it. But some of these cards are worth insane amounts of money. And so a lot of these people have been shipping in um, higher-end uh, Pokemon cards in order to uh, uh, flip them. Yeah, well, you're of the age where, like, L- Pokemon cards would have been something you might have bought. You're a little too old too, eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was I was twelve when Blue and Red came out. Okay, so yeah, a little bit. Yeah, my nephew was really into them. He was born in ninety one. Okay, so, yeah. so he's bit, five years younger. Yeah. 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 Um. Mm, well, I have hockey cards. Would that, those be worth anything? Well, I mean, it, the it, problem is I bought them when everybody was buying. I was about to say this probably thing to deluge. Do. Yeah, I my parents have a huge box of hockey cards at home. Like, uh, yeah. Although I do remember, and I sold it, and I got like $500 for it when I was like, what, 14, 15? So there was a lot of money at the time. I managed to get a signed card out of a regular box, like thing of, of baseball cards. Do you remember who and it was? somebody wanted to buy it. What? Do you remember who it was? It was uh, Ferguson Jenkins. Not was e- a pitcher. <laughs> uh, not even a super popular one, right? No, but it was signed, and he was uh, like a retired player. And uh, yeah, signed, and uh, somebody wanted to buy it, so uh, I sold it. I, uh, you know, it, it's funny in thinking about like how to make an income at home. Uh, uh, the last topic here, and I'm trying to tie things together organically. It's very hard to do this episode, but uh, uh, making an income at home, working from home. We discussed uh, a return to uh, quote unquote normalcy, a return to to work normalcy. Um, so Apple is sticking to its guns on a hybrid three day in, two day out uh, work week for uh, Apple HQ employees. Yeah, there's two sides to this argument. Um, John Gruber talked about this. Well, we're, we're going to get into that in a sec. Yeah, and so he's he's viewing it from the point of view of Apple, and I I can understand. I guess I see where he's coming from, but I completely disagree with his point of view. Uh, things change, time changes, uh, situations change, 
And now we've all had that sweet work from home life and we know we can actually do our jobs. There are certain studies out there saying that most people, a large degree of people have been more productive uh, for people who had to work from home. Personally, I know I have. and that That's the one thing that I don't have at home that I had at the office was a telephone. Uh, and guess what? That phone, I, I hope we can get rid of them from now on because it was so annoying. Just people calling you uh, needlessly? Yeah, wasting my time. You didn't forward like your pe- phone? No, and I didn't forward my phone. Uh, but anyway, I I don't feel like I'd be more productive going to the office. Again, though, we've talked about this. My office has no idea what to do because it's an open office. And right now, our environmental health and safety people can't really clear it for having a full like load of people there. Mm-hmm. There's not enough space. So yeah, so uh, uh, nine to five Mac published this piece about hybrid, and then um, uh, John Gruber during Ball goes around and says, you know, your employer asks you to do something. Don't no, sorry, mandates you to do something. You do it right. So uh, it's really funny in the nine to Mac um, comment section the amount of like bootlickers there are. Apple bootlickers. Yeah. Apple. Yeah. Uh, and this is, I'm going to read a, co- a comment here, right? So um, granted, they aren't asking employees to return to work just because they built the campus. Apple built the campus because they value collaboration. It was one of Steve Jobs' final acts. And then um, people are saying, you know, they're forcing employees back. And they said, the people have said, you know, they're free to quit. The key method of collaboration yeah. is still in person. As if this person would know the inside culture of Apple most likely, right? That's the thing, right? Like people are saying, you know, you you applied to Apple, you work there, that you understand what the company is. Yes, there was a blip where we had to work from home for a year and a half. I don't I can't, now, you can't call that a blip though. No, I know, but but this is I'm just saying this is their mentality, right? Now you have to go back. But no, things it was way longer than a blip. Did Apple like crumble having you work from home? No. Do are there people that have to be there in person, I guess? Is it because they spent so much money on this gorgeous campus? Maybe, but you know what? If you can get work done from home, and what? You can't just, oh, too bad, quit. No, that's not how life works, right? You can't just quit your job just because, like, you're asking to do something you've been doing for a year and a half successfully, and the door's being shut on you. Also keep in mind that this, um, so the John Gruber piece came out last month, but a lot of this is reiteration, especially the 9 to 5 Mac stuff, of more recent developments, right? Where it's just they've, uh, um, Apple has like... They've doubled down. Yeah, Tim Cook has reiterated that the hybrid model is is here to stay. Um, what makes me laugh, though, is like when I read the John Gruber piece, because uh, previously I had not known this was existed, I had, that this had existed, um, you know, uh, uh, and who, and to quote from the, from the John Gruber article, or... or, or comment piece i guess and who are yeah, these people who took jobs at apple not knowing the com- the company's on-site culture do they think apple built a new four billion dollar campus on a lark the three days a week on site and two days remote is a huge change for apple i'm wondering uh, when's the last time john gruber worked in office right well yeah that's what a lot of you are saying he's he's had his own thing for what 15 years almost 20 years yeah, almost 20 years point? yeah yeah, because I, I did and research into trying to find when the last time was that he like regularly reported to to a workspace. He worked, I think, it was with Barebone Software. Yeah, and so I think which that's makes, last time, right? Uh, yeah, and no, good for him. He's very successful. I actually like his work. I don't agree with him all the time, but it's pretty rare I don't agree with him. In this case, I really disagree. I, I don't think he's. I think he's off base with this. I do think that he um, is looking at it from a very uh, one sided angle. Unfortunately, and I do think that the nature of work has changed uh, fundamentally through this. And uh, like for example, in in my 
in my personal instance, right, I am a creative who works in a, in a creative field I and also a tech field. I do believe that the days I will be in the office will be because that is where my brain is most needed for um, um, large-scale collaboration, for like the, the planning and launching of, of larger projects. Even my new collaboration can still happen uh, uh, remotely very easily. And do you know how often you'll be going to your office, have, or is this going to be... It's like an ad hoc thing, an ad hoc thing. Okay. So you like we don't know anything right now in our case. Well, as of as of tomorrow, July fifth, um, thirty people are allowed to book. They, they instituted a booking system online. Okay. So you can go and, and, and you can book. And I asked, I've asked around, and there are people like shockingly that would prefer to go back to the office. I guess they like they like working at a place where it's not their house, and that's the thing. Like I'm seeing it from my point of view. I'm lucky enough to have I have my own space in a room that's. That's quiet. No one tells you you stink on a regular basis. Exactly. I have everything I need in here. I don't have kids running around me. That's a problem for some people. Like some people are in their apartment at their kitchen table all day long. They might not want to do that. Well, I mean, look at like like I, I, my wife and I, until like two months ago, were working across from each other and had to take our calls in the bedroom or the bathroom. Yeah. So that did it really work well. Hopefully your camera's off if you went to the bathroom. No, it never is. No, it, it definitely was, Angela. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I've been lucky. I uh, once, once last summer came, and everybody was home. Uh, no more school. Everything was done. Although school didn't really start, but uh, summer was always a little busier in my house. And uh, my wife's like, I can't have you like in the living room. So uh, <laughs> go to the basement, troll. Yeah, we got rid of our we got rid of our spare bed. We were we were really using it, and it was an old bed anyway. We decided if people are able to stay over once again one day, well, we'll get a futon or something. I do like the idea that that is your plan um, instead of just building a pillow fort, which is the other adult option, right? Right now, that is the current option. <laughs> and I, I also like I would argue the more the more adult option. Yeah, uh, pillow forts are fine. So, I, but one more thing before I forget though. Um, very dramatic pause here, but two things I did buy um, from garage sales on Saturday the third. Two things that I'm going to dive into. Your demeanor has changed. You're going to enjoy this. I bought a a mint condition, not really a vintage copy of Mysteries of the Explained, the Reader's Digest compilation. Excellent for a dollar. Um, so I'm going to be a dollar. A dollar. I'm going to flip these. Buy that for a dollar. I'd buy. I would <laughs> buy that for a dollar. And also, Angelo, I'm I'm going to bump you one week uh, to do an episode with my wife because I bought. An Alex Jones documentary from 2007 called Terror Storm. And she has, 2007. she has agreed to watch this with me. Oh, yeah, it's all about 9-11. I cannot wait for this episode. Uh, so I'm very, very curious about that. She has agreed to do this with me, so I'm very, very excited to uh, sit down and make her watch this. Like, this is like, wow. mid, this is like mid, mid-career Alex Jones, right? Was he less uh, cuckoo bananas at that point? Slightly so, but that's one of the things I want to look at, right? Where like you know, this is two thousand. So this was expanded. This is the this is like the second edition. That this had previously come out and then like been worked on. I'm kind of curious going forward. Um, uh, I kind of want to compare like uh, that version of like Unhinged versus the 2021 version of Unhinged, which I check in on uh, once in a while. I visit Infowars like once every couple of weeks to just sigh heavily. Yeah, because he's he, that was before he thought like fluoride uh, turned the frogs gay. The freaking frogs right? gay, would, Angelo. Yeah, wow. I need to get a soundboard where I just play that repeatedly during episodes. You can do that with your Mac. I could. I just, I just don't want it. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Um, Same company that makes Audio Hijack uh, makes uh, something that does that. Or I could just plug my phone in somehow. I'll just, that is on the thing I want to figure out right now. Um, but I do feel like we've rambled on enough in this very interesting episode of, of uh, Double Dynasty where we flip things. How does it feel to have flipped things? Reverse. We're going to play the uh, exit theme music in reverse. <laughs> I mean, the intro, <laughs> the intro and the outro are both the same. Uh, too bad. Uh, Angela, where can people find us on social media? They can find us on Twitter. I can be found at Angelo Fiorin. I can be found. Brian, where can you be found? I can be found at Brian Hasty, and you can find the show at double underscore density. We're, we're trying to be a lot more active on there. But no, sorry, I should. Uh, uh, I should say like I'm more active on there. You're as passive as ever. It's fine. <laughs> but that's part of my charm. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. <laughs> not not doing much is part of your charm. I I come here. I talk to you. We may actually have a piece of in-person episode to do, right? Well, we'll talk about that when this actually happens. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about it. I I don't know if we'll record when you come over for for. I was trying to figure. I'm like, I'm just going to throw them at you, I, and you can drive. Well, off. I was trying to figure out. Actually, you won't even stop. I'm gonna. You're gonna have your window open, and I'll chuck them. Oh to yeah, you. please check the 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 expensive <laughs> headphones where they could land behind my under my wheel. Yes, do that. Yeah, yeah, great. No. People can also find I'll us at doubledensity.net because I'm going to just finish the job that you started um, where they can find out all about us. We should probably update our, our, our host pages. We say that every week. I know, I know. Uh, maybe this week I will. Uh, my goal is to do like a like minute changes that like change my life in like very positive ways. That is one You should them. take a picture without your beard. Without my beard? That's not going to happen. No? Okay. I'm going to get it. To, I have a haircut in a couple weeks. I have ago. no idea what you look like without oh, a beard. Bad. I don't think it's I've bad. ever seen Yes, you, you did a Concordia in like 2012. Really? Oh yeah, it was bad. Okay. I'll try and find it. I still remember the first time I saw you at Concordia, you were walking with uh, the, at the time, director of recruitment towards the desk. I'm like, who's this guy? This friggin' loser over here. Yeah. And look where we are. Like, like almost, like what? Like nine years later? I remember talking to you once, like the first time we were talk to you and like, this guy talks really fast. That was what I was thinking. I, I think felt I totally I've worked, I felt I've worked on that. No, no, you, you, you're, you enunciate very well now i that is something that has been pointed out to me um that i've worked on i just um uh that's a whole thing we could psychoanalyze about how tired and i my talk brain real is. slow it's true like molasses yeah you're very slow but that's fine you should see how much silence we have to remove between my sentences it's true there's a lot going on there and sometimes i call it buffering it took me 20 minutes to just say that all right angelo uh, this has been it for episode 168 of the Double Density Podcast. Tune in next week as we discuss um, UAPs, UFOs, the usual. Let's just get, we said we went, no. we said we went, but we're going to keep going. All right. Well, unless something comes up. Exactly. If something monumental comes up, then we'll do it. With special not, guest Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I'm going to tweet at him. I'm going to see if he'll come on the show. That'd be great. He can talk about tech. He could. He could talk about a lot All of things. Right. All right. Let's do this, Angela. I, I will go ahead. That is my homework. What is your homework? You don't have any homework. Receiving no, a package. I'm going yeah, to receive your package. I, I'll update you. Uh, via text messages. Perfect. Yeah, because you sent me links to the UPS tracking, but I can't read it. It just opens to the general tracking page. Oh. So even if you have the URL, yeah, if you have the URL in there with the tracking number, it still doesn't carry over. Weird. Yeah. Um, this has been weird. Uh, it's been fun. I'll see you on the internet, and I'll talk to you next episode. All right. See you later. <laughs>